Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. Owning stocks, bonds, and annuities might feel like a retirement plan, but investments aren't enough. Today we find out what else you need to live out your retirement vision. I'm Molly Nelson, host of the podcast here with Rochelle Smith. She's producer of the podcast. We've got Lauren Merkel. He's a certified financial planner, a certified financial fiduciary, and a retirement income certified professional. And all those letters and all those titles behind your name, Lauren, say you are a guy who watches what the stock market is doing and you know a lot about investments. I tend to pay attention to investments and what the stock and bond markets are doing and other investment markets are doing. It's an important function of help guiding our families to and through retirement. It is, however, probably not the most important function of all the things that we do, and that's part of what we're going to get into today. Yeah, we want to tackle uh, investments and why they are important, because, yeah, we don't want to overlook them. You can't not, in some way, shape, or form, invest as you're moving to and through retirement. So let's definitely tackle why they're important, but let's talk about all the other stuff, because you know, Lauren, you've been doing this for over 20 years. You always say comprehensive retirement plan. And that's one of the distinctions that people realize as they go through the different phases of accumulating for retirement, putting their kids through college, uh, getting the kids out of the house and being empty nesters, and then looking towards what that next phase of their life is, which the obvious next phase for most families is retirement. A time where they don't have to work anymore and they can do whatever it is that they want to do with their free time. I just got done meeting with an individual. Uh, he's married and they just spent four weeks on on the island of St. Martin's. Sounds great. That sounds amazing. And he, that's what he was saying. And he's saying, Lord, you should do that. <laughs> and he said, sign me up. I said, one day I yes. might do that. Yes. But, but what he was saying is that to him, that was kind of a test drive of what he wanted his retirement because the last time that we visited with him he said he wanted to purchase a second home on either St. Martin's or St. Croix but now he's saying Lauren I don't want to do that at all it's too different I need to I need to move around a little bit and there's a lot of things that I like about the states that I don't want to be gone all that all that kind of I don't want to be gone all that long one, one of the things he said he really missed is his grandbabies and he was away from him too long. That four weeks was too long. And imagine what a whole year is like. So he's kind of revisiting what he wants his retirement vision to look like, which is not an uncommon phenomenon. But as you, and the reason I, I bring that up is because as you go through these different phases and you approach retirement and certainly go into retirement or you test drive retirement, your vision of what you want that to look like does change. And those are the types of things that you're really focused on. During that conversation with this individual, we talked very little about his investments. What we did talk about is what his new retirement vision was, how he was going to go about accomplishing that, what his ambitions for the next year or two of working looked like, uh, what the, the vision for the next year or two of his wife working looked like, and all the different moving pieces around that. The investments are a part of it but it, it makes up uh, a smaller piece of the overall retirement planning puzzle. But Lauren, investments steal the headlines. You go to any news website. I don't, I don't care what news website you like to follow. You go there right now. There's always an investment tab or a stock market tab. Then you look at the headlines, and it's always something to the effect of Dow Jones, Dow Jones down or up a certain percentage, stock XYZ down or up a certain percentage. I don't see the uh, headline that says, want to live in St. Martin in retirement? Here's how. In part, it's because 
really when you th- when you're 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old, that's what you're thinking about. You're thinking about I need to put money away and I need to put it away in a vehicle that's going to allow it to grow f- and work for me so some point down the road I can not work and still have enough money to live the life that I want to. So really we have been convic- conditioned over the last 30 to 40 years of your working career to think that that's what it's going to take to get you to this promised land of retirement. And and there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, if you're not putting money away and if you're not putting it in investment vehicles, that's going to enable you to allow, enable you to grow that portfolio, then you're not going to have a, a great chance at being able to afford your retirement. So that is true. But you do start to realize as you get closer to retirement, there's a lot of other decisions you have to make. You've never had to make before that are going to have a big influence on your ability to retire and retire well. And I know we promised to talk about the other things, but I just want to stay investments for just a second because I imagine investments, they are important. As people get closer to retirement or they're in retirement, how do these conversations go when you start talking about their need for balancing growth, but then you have to bring in the risk factor? Yeah, that's that's where the conversations really start is what the need is, what the need for their retirement is how much cash flow do they need on a monthly or annual basis? How comfortable do they feel with where the economy is, with what the market's doing, with the fluctuations that they see in their account on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis? And then we can hone in on what kind of overall risk they sh- they feel is appropriate and comfortable for them right now. Because how, how comfortable they are with the movements of their accounts is going to dictate then what specific investments we use and how much risk we're going to take within the overall portfolio. What, what The families that we work with, they're not necessarily interested in, are we buying AT&T today? Are we selling Netflix? What they want to know is when this market blows up, because we know that we go through recessions on average every five to six years, when, when we go through that, kind of like a 2022, that their portfolio is not going to blow up. And more importantly, their retirement dreams, their retirement vision isn't going to go down the tubes with this market. And so that's what they're concerned about. And that's the importance of of the investments when we get to that pre-retirement retirement phase you're not thinking necessarily about the the movement of the accounts just from the movement of the account standpoint you're envisioning your retirement lifestyle going up and down with that market and that's what really creates that anxiety causes that emotion and the stress uh, that is a little bit different it's a lot different feeling than what that caused for you maybe 20 or 30 years ago and do you think sometimes people are surprised if they um, work through all of this stuff you're talking about, risk and need and retirement vision. Are they sometimes surprised how they can still experience growth while they're in retirement or at least on a portion of their portfolio? Molly, you might have hit on the number one surprise when, as we're talking about investments and retirement because a lot of people just, just think that they're going to retire, they're going to stop putting money away into their investments and they're going to start taking money out of their investments. So therefore, naturally, the investment accounts are going to go down. In reality, that's not all the case. In fact, uh, I don't know exactly what percentage, but I'd say a large percentage of the families that we work with, even though they're taking money out, their portfolio still continues to grow throughout the first number of years of their retirement. And once they see that, and I think this is part of the power of the the visual plan that we present for the families that we work with, they get to see that. So when we get together for a review six months, 12 months after they retire, they've been living off of income from their portfolio and they see their portfolio has grown. What an, an empowering experience for them. Now, that doesn't happen every six to 12 months. 
but over the long term of their retirement, their portfolio still can experience growth, even though they're taking money out. And that feels really comfortable to many families. Yeah, that makes uh, funding that trip to St. Martin a little bit easier. At least you feel a little bit better about it if you're thinking, oh, I'm not going to deplete the whole portfolio doing this. Yeah, because most families, they want to make sure that they can enjoy the lifestyle that they want in retirement. But there's still a big contingent of people who also want to leave a legacy behind. And that legacy ambition looks a little bit different for everybody. Maybe it's just no particular number. They just want to leave whatever's left uh, and send it in the most efficient way. And some people, they come to us in the very first visit and they say, I want to make sure that we leave a million dollars behind. So there's, there's very specific legacy ambitions and then just more general legacy ambitions, but it's not uncommon for people to want to live the lifestyle that they want and still send some money whatever, whenever it is that they do pass. No chance that was my parents that came in and said that? Leave the million dollars behind? I can't tell. That's confidential, Molly. <laughs> Very confidential. Or Rochelle's. I mean, either would be fine. Yeah. Both of us are thinking, maybe. Yeah. You maybe. Guys, maybe. You guys can keep trying. I'm, you're not going to get it out of me. Nope. <laughs> What we want to do now is talk about the other stuff because investments are important, but you've heard Lauren say it. He's talked about this comprehensive retirement plan and we're going to get into some of the details, but I want to give you some good information about where you can see this whole thing play out. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of these aspects today, but we've got an online journey to retirement workshop where you will see a couple. They're going to make all the decisions that Lauren's talking about. They, Lauren, they make the investment decisions, but they make a lot of other decisions during this online journey to retirement workshop. Molly, and we give specific examples about how they go about finding solutions to these questions that they have. Uh, we're talking about investments. One of their goals is they want to have a recession resistant portfolio where their lifestyle doesn't jump up and down with, with the markets. And we go into detail about how they make changes to their portfolio from the accumulation years that they were into now the pre-retirement years, because this couple is age 62 and they want to retire in three short years at the age of 65. And then we also show how they're going to deliver income, how they're going to plan to lessen the impact of the retirement tax bill, and then also build out their legacy because they have very specific legacy goals too. What's neat about this workshop is it's complimentary. It's something you can check out uh, at a time and a date that works good for you. So this link will be in the show notes, but here's what you need to remember. Retirewithmerkel.com. Merkel spelled M-E-R-K-L-E. Go to that website. You can choose a time and a date that works for you. You're all signed up for the online journey to retirement workshop. You can see this all play out. And you'll see that, yes, the retirement planners, they spend some time talking about investments, but they spend a lot of time talking about the other five components of a comprehensive retirement plan. Lauren, what happens is if people haven't seen this online journey to retirement workshop or they haven't sat down with the team here and, and built out a retirement plan is that they often mistake their investments for a retirement plan. Which again is very natural because that's what we're focused on for most of our lives. And it's not until you actually live that experience or maybe you see a close friend or sibling or even you watch closely uh, to the retirement experience that your, your parents have that you start to understand there's way more that goes into this retirement thing, this retirement transition than just the investments. And that's why we're focused with a comprehensive plan on these six definitive components that should be involved in almost everybody's retirement plan. And the first one, of course, is the retirement lifestyle. And that is all the fun stuff, all the things that you dream about when you don't have to show up at work on Monday morning, what you can be spending your time on, whether it's golf or pickleball or, or pottery or crafting. I met with a family this week uh, in, in her primary 
activity from a hobby standpoint is crafting. And I said, what kind of crafting? She goes, all kinds of crafts, but, <laughs> but right now it's quilting, right? So this season of her life right now, she's just focused on quilting, but I, I guarantee you she's going to be at our next crafting event, whatever, whatever that may be. Um, but that's the lifestyle stuff and it, and it's specific to you. And, and you'll notice as we're going through all this content is that your vision of whatever this is that we're talking about is going to be specific to you. And that's how your plan should be built too. And what's kind of funny there is how many people do you know, sit down and talk with their financial professional and they're talking about crafting. <laughs> I know it's crazy. <laughs> and the reason Lauren even mentioned probably was perked up by crafting is because we hold events for the families and individuals that we work with. We call them our elevated living series events. And some of them are pickleball. Some of them are at pubs where you learn how they are not pubs, breweries, <laughs> breweries, <laughs> breweries, pubs, yeah. such a bar fly. Um, yeah. breweries where you learn how they make beer. And then sometimes we go to glazed expressions and we paint pottery. So this individual you're talking about is going to be a great fit for some of those elevated living series. Events. She's going to love those events, just like most of our families do. And those events are important to us really for a number of reasons. Uh, the top reasons are is as people age, their social circles tend to shrink as kids move away and parents pass, siblings, friends pass away. So you, a lot of people as they age start to feel really lonely. We are a per, we have a perfect opportunity because there's so many people that we work with in the same situation, same demographics, same age time frame that love to do the same things. Why not bring them together? Bring them together, increase their social circles, increase their social health, and uh, hopefully that can make a really meaningful impact on on their lives from a non-financial standpoint. But also, that's a great way for us to get to know our families even better, right? I, if I wasn't talking to this individual about her hobbies outside of the financials, I would never know what she liked to do, whether it was quilting or pottery or any of the other uh, crafting activities that she likes. And that just helps me understand her. It helps me understand where she's coming from, what she's really trying to accomplish. And then it helps me uh, build out a better plan f to help her financially accomplish all the stuff that's really important to her. I'm just thinking there's no end to your skill sets here, Merkel. Not only can you talk about like stock market trends, he loves to like talk IRS tax code. He can also talk quilting and pottery all in the same visit. <laughs> well, we have a lot of fun. And, and when you work with a lot of different types of people with different types of mindsets, activities, and hobbies, you learn a lot as you go. You know, the, the best way to learn is through experience. And I got all... You know, it's going to age me a little bit. I got a lifetime of experience. <laughs> like, I got, uh, how many years should I admit to yeah. right now of experience? You're a wise one. I have a lot of experience. <laughs> oh, wise one. <laughs> and it's an experience that I've thoroughly enjoyed. And I can take the information that I've learned and apply it and apply it in a really meaningful way to help the families that we serve. One thing you've learned through your experience too, Lauren, is when it comes to investments, and I'm going to circle back here because people get some ideas and there's always a little bit of truth in these ideas, but they get these rules of thumbs. They, their parents used it. They read about it. And definitely one thing that you very much caution people is about some of these rules of thumb. Uh, when it comes to investments, such as the 4% rule, is, is that when you still, are people still talking about when, that one when they come in and visit? Actually, just yesterday, I had a 50-minute checkup call with an individual, uh, heard about us through the podcast, also watches our YouTube channel. And, uh, and we, I had talked with him, I think, in 2016. So this isn't the first conversation I had, but he's a little bit more serious about retirement now. And he, in 2016, he has always managed his own money, always managed his own money. And what he was telling me yesterday is he's, he's tired of it. 
He's tired of it. He realizes the stakes are a lot higher now, and he has to get it right. He gets one shot to get it right. He realizes that. And uh, what he said is that he's always always looked at these rules of thumb, and he was talking about this 4% income rule. He said, I have it devised out. I'm going to take 4% of my income, and I'm going to combine that with my Social Security, and he had an idea of what he wanted to do with his Social Security. Uh, but he needed help implementing all of this stuff. So to answer that question, yes, it's very prevalent still out there. And then uh, for a little bit, we talked about how the 4% rule might work for him, but it also may not. And the difference between might or may not has everything to do with what the stock market does over the course of the next decade, because the first decade in, in your retirement, the first decade in his retirement, uh, the experience that you have with the stock market is going to be the most important, impactful piece of whether or not that 4% rule works. If the next decade in the stock market is like the decade of 2000 and 2010, that 4% rule is not going to work because your portfolio is not going to grow. In fact, it very well may lose and you're taking 4% out at the same time. So you're either going to have to increase the percentage that you take out because your portfolio is going to be less or your, your lifestyle, his lifestyle is going to suffer. If it happens to be the decade between 2010, 2020, then that 4% rule will probably work really well because the market did really well between 2010, 2020. And my point to him was, is do you want to leave your income, your lifestyle, your retirement to a chance? A might or may not is what you kind of even said that it might work. It might not. It's basically making that type of big decision and hoping that it works out. That's what the 4% rule does for those who follow it. Well, the other alternative is let's create an intentional income plan that's devised based on the resources that he has. Let's maximize the Social Security options that he has. Let's take a look at how we're going to invest the portfolio to achieve an income that is going to furnish the lifestyle that he wants to. And then let's have a much higher probability of it working out than just hope. And that works a lot better as opposed to the 4% rule. Another one of the rules of thumb I know I've heard you speak to a lot is the 60-40 rule. Let's set up what the rule is first and why it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah, and this is also called the rule of 100. So either way, 60-40 uh, rule, 60% of your portfolio in equities or even fixed income, and then the 40% in fixed income or equities, depending upon which way you have it. And it's also called the rule of 100, which means take your age uh, take the 100, subtract your age, and then that's the amount of your portfolio you should have invested in equities. Either way, either one of those iterations of the rule that you want to apply, it is very much a cookie cutter approach that may have very little to do with what it is you're trying to accomplish from a retirement standpoint. It takes in absolutely zero consideration as far as the portfolio that you have. Uh, from a risk standpoint, you should be much more intentional about the how you create your portfolio and the risk that you experience than saying, I'm, a, I'm 60 years old, so I should have 40% of my portfolio in equities. Or I heard about this 60-40. I've always kind of had a 60-40 type portfolio. It's worked for me in the accumulation years, so why wouldn't it work for me in the decumulation years? You need to be much more intentional. Uh, the 60-40, and all we have to do is look back to 2022, the average 60-40 portfolio was down over 20%. Most of the families we work with do not want to be retired, taking income, and having their portfolio down 
over 20%. And that's because bonds haven't done well lately. Is that right? 2022 bonds were down big. Uh, bond categories, depending upon which one you're looking at, was down somewhere between six to in excess. Hold on for it. In excess of 26%. Bonds. And again, if you're getting close to retirement, you don't have time to make up for that loss. Well, and then you couple that with the stock market losses. The NASDAQ was down 34. The S&P was down about 20. So if you have 60% of your portfolio in equities, 40% in bonds, or even 60% bonds, 40% in equities, your portfolio went through an experience that as a retiree, you do not want to go through. Even if you're on the doorsteps of retiring, one year away from retirement, looking to at the prospects of taking income from your portfolio, 12 short, short months from now in having your portfolio down 20 plus percent, that's not promising, especially in light of what most people thought they were going to see in 2023, which is another rocky performance uh, in the in the stock market. And it's not too many times that we go through through multiple bad years in a row, but it does happen. In 2000, the markets were down. 2001, the stock markets were down. In 2002, the stock mar markets were down, which is in part what made that decade a very rough decade. So are we going to go through that again? Nobody knows. But if, if you need to take income off of your portfolio right now or even a year from now, it definitely has you worried. And the 60-40 portfolio isn't going to get that done for you. That's where it needs to be customized based on the amount of risk that you want to take, based on the amount of risk that you need to take, and then that will determine what type of equity and bond exposure you're taking. We're talking about why investments just aren't enough as you head to and through retirement. You talked about the lifestyle plan. That's where uh, the retirement planners here like to start with people. What do you want to do? And then you kind of work from there. You mentioned income. It's about how much income you'll need. We've talked a lot about investments. But we cannot overlook this next subject, Lauren, because it's really at the heart, I think, of what distinguishes the retirement planners or a retirement plan from just having investments or maybe working with someone who specializes in accumulation. And that is talking about a long-term tax plan. We've spent a lot of time so far on this podcast talking about the investments because that's where a lot of people's fears, anxiety, concerns lie. But if you look at what your retirement tax bill could look like versus what it may look like with a plan versus without a plan, that's actually where most retirees' risk is, is in the retirement tax bill. If you, As an example, if you have a million-dollar portfolio, you've never paid taxes on that money before. It's in a pre-tax IRA, pre-tax 401k plan. And if you look over the course of a 20 to 25-year projected retirement time frame, you could pay over $500,000 in federal and state taxes alone. That is daunting. That's taxes. So if you look at that, and then you look at the cost of health care, which the latest fidelity study, Molly said what? Over 300000 Over 300000 that you could expect to pay in health care costs in retirement. You pay $500,000 or so in your, your federal and state uh, income tax bill. What's left? Not much to live off of. That's what you're thinking about. Now, obviously, you have some growth. You would hope to experience some growth over that 20 to 25 years time frame. So you do have more than a million dollars of working capital, but it's a huge bill. And that's the point. Um, in, instead of just going to retirement, taking distributions out and saying, well, I, I, I've always paid taxes. I'm going to continue to pay taxes. Not much I can do about it. You have actually a lot more options as far as how you pay your taxes in retirement than what you ever did when you're working. When you're working, 
to decrease your tax bill, you might be able to contribute to a 401k plan. You might be able to make a tax deductible contribution to an IRA. Those have marginal impacts on your current tax bill, but that's about it. Otherwise, make less money. But in retirement, if you do the hard work of creating tax diversification, where you have different buckets of money that are taxed differently, so as an example, you have some money in your pre-tax IRA, you take it out, it's going to be taxed at ordinary income. You have some money in a Roth IRA, you take it out, it's tax-free. You have Social Security, that's what I would call tax-preferred, because at the worst, 85% of your Social Security income is going to be subject to federal tax, which is better than 100. Right. It's still a lot, but it's better than 100. Uh, and maybe you have a brokerage account or a non-qualified account where you pay capital gains, maybe 15 at the worst, 20%. And in some cases, especially if you create a lot of tax diversification, you can realize capital gains and pay 0% federal tax under current law. So that's what we work with our families on for a long-term tax bill. Now, this, this as far as a long-term tax plan, but that doesn't happen overnight. This takes time. We spend a lot of time on, a, on an annual basis every single year working with our families on their particular tax plan developing that plan and then implementing the strategies. But it's neat to see because I've heard people talk about it. I've heard the retirement planners uh, talk about how they illustrate this for people. And they're kind of amazed. Like, hey, if we do nothing, if we stay the course, we don't move anything around, don't make any decisions tax-wise, here's what happens. But hey, if we do step one, step two, step three, here's what it looks like. And people see the real value in how much more money they have to spend in retirement. And that's why the retirement planners here at Merkle get so excited about talking about taxes. It's not because we love the tax code. That's boring for everybody. Oh, you kind of like tax code. Don't lie. We we like it because of the results, the outcome that it creates by understanding what those tax laws are and how they can apply to the families that we work with. And in our conversations, as we mentioned, we're not just talking with them about their investments and the financial stuff. We're talking about their dreams. And we want to help them accomplish their dreams. And one of the ways they can do that is by decreasing their retirement tax bill. And by implementing some of these tax planning strategies, a lot of our families over the course of their retirement will knock off six figures on their retirement tax bill. And every dollar that they knock off that retirement tax bill can go to help them achieve their dreams, whether that's having the lifestyle that they want or passing money on to the kids and grandkids or, or helping put their grandkids through college while they're alive and do all that kind of stuff. And that is why we get so, so excited about the tax plan. We've already made a pretty good case for why it's about so much more than investments, but we didn't even get into healthcare planning or very much in depth with legacy planning. Here's a great opportunity to see what decisions lie ahead when it comes to those components of retirement. It's that online journey to retirement workshop. You can go to retirewithmerkle.com, Merkel's M-E-R-K-L-E. We do have the link in the show notes, you can find out how to sign up for a time and a date that works for you. Lauren, who should attend the online journey to retirement workshop? Those of you who are looking to retire within the next five to 10 years or those who are already retired. And not only will we talk about the healthcare components and the legacy plan components, but also how they work with these other components that we talked about here on this podcast today, like the income and the investments and the tax tax plan strategies. And we do this all through an entertaining way. We talk about a hypothetical retirement couple, John and Sue. John? It is John. 
John and Sue. Why is that so hard? It's not Bob and Sue. It's John and Sue. We always want to call them Bob and Sue, but they are two great people because they have some fun goals. They have, <laughs> they have some very specific goals that is their, they represents their retirement vision. They're 62 years old. They want to retire in three years. They want to optimize their Social Security strategy. They understand that that could mean a seven-figure income to them over the course of their projected retirement. They don't want to waste that opportunity. Uh, they have two kids. They want to leave a meaningful legacy to them. And I I think this is pretty cool uh, because it does happen in real retirement for the families that we work with is John has his own goals. Sue has her own goals and then they have some together goals. And we talk about how they accomplish those goals, the separate goals and the together goals with specific strategies. And and people can take a lot out of that by going through that journey with John and Sue. And your 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 goals are probably going to be different, uh, but the strategies might look a lot of the same. And certainly it could give you some ideas of what you can do to help you realize your retirement vision just a little bit better. And if there's a chance, maybe you don't know exactly what that retirement vision looks like. You hear quilting, you hear travel, and you're like, I know I want to retire, but I don't know exactly how I want to fill my time. I urge you to listen to the podcast. Just scroll back a couple of podcasts, and it's Finding Joy in Retirement with Lisa Even. She is an actual joy herself. She's a joy connoisseur, and we talked to her a little bit how to kind of figure out what that retirement vision is if you're struggling with uh, how you'll spend your time in retirement. So once you listen to Lisa, then you know how you want to spend your time. Then you can launch the online journey to retirement workshop. It all comes together and you're on your way. Just pieces of the puzzle. To fun in the sun, whether it's St. Thomas or quilting or grandkids. <laughs> yeah, put those pieces of the puzzle together. And, and sometimes people feel pressure that uh, they don't know exactly what they want to do in retirement. That's okay. This is a journey. And you will, you will put one of those pieces together uh, piece by piece. And eventually you're going to have a complete retirement vision. And you're going to feel really good about it because you take, took the time and care to put your plan together to make sure that you can realize that retirement that you want to. Let's retire with Merkel.com. Merkel's M-E-R-K-L-E. The link is in the show notes. This has been Retiring Today, and we thank you for listening. Merkel Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC.